0: Hello and welcome to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean Ferris and I'm joined by Josh and Luke Youngren. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: We've been sitting here for thirty minutes and Luke's been running <laughs> little R scripts, trying to come up with something that we we're gonna cover in the second half. And, well you and should have told me before I started doing all the I work, did. Josh. I said Luke. Dude, this is for the second half and you just sat there saying nothing for 30 minutes while we worked well, on it. I this. had a dog on my lap. I was yeah. just yeah. It's a, it's it's going to be it's going to be even more chaotic episode than normal, Sean, I think. I don't know I what's know, going people, on.
0: People know <laughs> the the absolute chaos of this podcast and if this is the first time someone's listening, uh I'm sorry, but it's even more chaotic before and after we record. It, it is. Just,
1: for anyone who maybe it was, uh, if it wasn't extremely obvious, we don't really outline these these weekly ones. For our glossary series, which I guess this is a bit of a hint, we're going to have that out this week. We recorded it last week, and then I just figured we'd wait until this week to put it out. Um, where was I going with that? I'm already. It's all off. Everything's uh, everything's uh completely Yes, we up. do
0: we do prepare for. Yes, so that was when, what when I was we saying. have guests on, and then when we do it, the glossary series, we do some preparation. We are capable of it. But when we have our little Sunday night recordings, we just freestyle it
1: and that's yeah, we how we do. end
0: up talking about geography.
1: And Luke's still over there running his whatever he's doing. I can tell I can look at you right now, Luke, and I know that you're looking at our studio right now running something <laughs> but, in the but background. But
0: for the listeners, it's for one, it's not
1: awards. He's not running his awards. No, it's I'm not, not which I'm is not, good. I'm actually... I was very curious. I meant to do this earlier, but I saw Money Puck tweet that that was by far... The, the, the Toronto versus Detroit game last night was the worst tandem goaltending performance like by far. So I wanted to see... In like... It, in since, like since 2007, 2008. There's it's, never been... I, I pulled it up for this year. It's easily the worst goaltending performance from combined teams for this season. And,
0: and hasn't... I, Prashanth had a tweet uh, this morning. I think like... The Red Wings have allowed, like, 10 goals three times over the last, like, decade, like, since 2010. Oh, really? Yes. Like, out of, there's been, like, six games where a team uh, gives up 10 goals at home or something like that, and the Red Wings are responsible for three of them. Oh. (laughs) I could pull up the exact tweet. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Well, the Red Wings were good for, like, the first half of that, and then, like, the 1920 Red Wings were the 19, yeah, the 1920 notoriously Red Wings. bad. Uh, yeah, so let me read it. Since 2010, there have been six games where a team has allowed 10 or more goals in a game. De- Detroit is responsible for half of those. And that's uh, air
1: <laughs> Well, and that's the... Um, for anyone who doesn't know, the, the Leafs-Red Wings game was... Uh, the Leafs won 10-7, correct? And at least from... Uh, Am I right, Sean? clarify confirm that. That's point. correct. Yes, thank That's you. Yeah. Uh which is pretty funny. I had a tweet about um Jack Campbell's uh I think he's now was he the worst? No. He he's he's he had a his ten game stretch at least after like the game on in the middle of this week. Uh, is like now in like the third worst, like 10 game average for goals saved above expected for the Leafs. And uh, the only other two were Grubauer, who was like basically the first 10 games of the season for the Kraken, was like that was his lowest point. Um, and then who was the other? It was like Montreal's backup, I think, which doesn't really count because it was like 10 games over the course of like three months. So um, it's funny when Campbell just continued to, and the, you know, like, uh, complete downward trajectory. Because he was in that game, wasn't he? Or no, Mrazic, both of them were, right?
0: Yeah, well, so, yeah, yeah it was t- two tandems, right? Because it was yeah. goalie pulls. And the, and the Leafs almost blew it. The Leafs went into that third period <laughs> thinking good. You know, they're good. Seven Up to 7-2, and next thing you know, it's
1: 7-6. Yeah. It was <laughs> and, just, it, uh, yeah, they had currently, at least from my Lucas running, a, you know, he's still in our studio, still doing little oh scripts God. over there but this season it's, it's more complicated than I thought it was it's <laughs> gonna be I was gonna try to do it let's see see I can't but, even get the whoa. but no it's fine what I was gonna Luke, say can, Luke can do is okay you go I, I was gonna say time. at even strength this year in the uh, the 2021 2022 season the um uh <laughs> sorry every time I have to clarify that I always giggle about it uh the Leafs and Red Wings combined for a total of I think it was like 11.4 uh, goal save above expected, negative goal save above expected. I think, but t- it's kind of a weird thing to look at, like combined goalie performance for t- like within it's, a game. It's really strange. It doesn't. I mean, it's it right easy, now. but it because you just can look at the game and see like the goals for and goals against, and then that's the combination. But they had a, a combined sixteen point two. I mean, this is adjusted, so it's like sixteen goals at even strength, which is like an insane amount of goals at even strength. Like that's so many goals. I feel like, at, and I would be curious how many. Like what the highest scoring combined uh, even strength goal total for a team would be since going back to 2007. Because I can't think of a game that would be higher than six than 16 goals scored at there even was strength.
0: I I don't think it was even strength. I I remember there was a few years back there was a Pens Caps game that was like eight seven. That was like a okay. really wild game. And the difference there is that like that was a close game the whole time. I think, and this yeah. game was just like very. I actually really didn't watch much of it. I was a guest coach for a coaches versus kids hockey game down in Enfield. Uh, my friends, my friend Enf- is Enfield. the coach of a team. He coaches his kid who is thirteen now, which is really bad. I've known this kid since he was like in diapers, <laughs> and uh, they won the the uh, bantam championship or whatever level it is. And uh, yeah, so I was the guest. Probably I'm, a celebrity coach. I'm pretty. What, pretty what famous, is this
1: story, like. Sean? Like, what is going on? I, I, did I miss the point of this story? There's no.
0: There's no point there to no the story.
1: than I just kind of missed the game <laughs> last night. Oh, I see. Okay, that was the that was the point of the of the of the story. Um, anyway, what I was saying is that that was. I didn't even watch. I didn't watch the game. What was the Leafs game? I watched. Oh, I. We got back. We were. Last weekend we were on a ski trip, which we tweeted about a little bit. I don't know if we need to go into that too much, but it was great time. But we got back, and the first thing I turned on was uh, the Leafs losing like five nothing to Montreal, and I just like laughed. I was like, "Oh, the Leafs are on whatever." Like, I think it's the only game or like one of the only games on. I just turned it on as we were like kind of unwinding, and I saw the score. It was just hilarious. Didn't Coffeewood score like two in that game, or something, or maybe it was just one. I don't. I don't remember. Um, Anyway. Uh, I really remember. It's
0: been a wild. It was a wild week for the Leafs. And then you <laughs> you brought up a good point. Yeah, you know, Jack Campbell started off the year. Very, very good for the Leafs. And he's starting to uh, fall off quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of that's probably the workload. I uh, remember for the Seattle game talking with our uh, last guest, Allison Lucan, about this specifically of, you know, he's just had an extreme workload compared to the rest of his NHL career so far. And He's probably getting quite tired, and this is just—it it just might be random, but he might just be getting tired, and this is not a yeah. sign for the Leafs.
1: Well, I mean, so what is his? Let me let me quickly head on, head on over to Evolving Dash Hockey. So I I could probably just say that he's—it's gonna
0: be—it's gonna end up outdated by the time some people listen to this anyway. I think he's played like 38 games so far this year, but it could be 39, and is like 38 career, 38. Yep. And his career high is thirty one, right?
1: Uh, yeah. His first year, <laughs> yes, in eighteen nineteen, he played for LA and he played thirty one games. Uh, yeah. In the last uh, this year, he's played thirty eight. Last year, he played twenty two. Um, in nineteen twenty, he played twenty. And uh, in oh, and he was traded, so he, he actually played twenty six. He he played six for Toronto and then wait, I don't know the order. I think he played. Sorry, he played. 20 for L.A. and then played six for Toronto in 1920. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's like I don't know what his – let's see, how many games? Well, I could do some quick off-the-top math here, but I was just looking for, like, in the last five years, um, the most games a goalie has played is, uh, like, let's see, 67. Talbot, Hellebuck, and Dubnik. Um, Talbot for Edmonton, Hellebuck for Winnipeg. Um, both in the 17-18 season and then Dubnik for Minnesota in eighteen nineteen. 19 That's, like, the most. And I think the Leafs have played how many, like, what, 50? Are they at, like, 52, 53 games now? I don't actually know. Something like that. Um, which would put them quickly. Let me just do Luke Stall. You're supposed to be stalling for I'm, me. You're Luke. supposed to be stalling for me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been stalling this whole time. I know. We should have. Should we just have stopped and not recorded? No. So we until I got. Oh, my Lord. No, we're
0: not. I don't. (laughs) But I'll make this point, too, because I don't think we had this on air when we were doing the glossary series. But, like, there's definitely a value to goalies, even if they're sort of average or all players, to be able to play a substantial number of games. Yeah. Right? That's for some of them. For some goalies, like that might be their value, even if they're kind of having quote unquote like average numbers. like a twogarass kind of comes to mind for me, where I think really sort of after like the 2014 season he had like a a large dip in in his numbers. He was no longer like one of the top top goalies uh for a few seasons, but he was able to play at a rather average he was never terrible um over the streak of those next few years until he kind of had a, a comeback towards the end of his career. Uh, and he was able to eat up many, many games as a starter while they didn't really have a backup for him. Yeah. And so, like, there's a there's a value to just being able to play average games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, I think,
1: that's kind of a... Uh one of the theories or, like, the philosophical aspects around, like, even just, like, war regardless of sport or, like, general value is that, um, like, an average an average player in any sport, but, I mean, we're in hockey, so an average player, somebody who's consistently average year over year who's able to play a full season is valuable because you can rely on them, you know what they are, they're adding value because it costs money. I mean, we can look at this and show that, like, replacement level is much is lower than average. Like, that's why we set replacement level there. I mean, this is the entire theory around war. Um, and that's the same thing with goaltending. Um, I would say I would probably argue actually a goalie that's more consistently average and can play more games is actually maybe that's more valuable because it's harder to do. I think it's much more volatile role. So if a goalie can kind of stabilize on average for several seasons and play say you know starter or maybe a slightly under starter workload, like that's a very valuable goalie um, to have on a team that you you know but. I think that's kind of unrealistic because every goalie kind of bounces around within a season. So kind of that stability at average is probably more of a pipe dream or something that's like not really that accurate, I would say. I don't know. Maybe the, I, we could go and look at goalies who've maintained average performance the most. You know, that would take longer. I'm not Luke trying to run run add yet. R- I'm script. not trying to get Luke to to, to rig oh, up a little script. Um, I'm doing, it's, it's you know, just, but <laughs> but
0: like the numbers the numbers for Vasilevsky were that great a few years ago and part of that might be some rink effect signal in there as well but you know he was never terrible by those numbers either and vasilevsky's a goaltender that plays a large number of games again they just never yeah. really had sort of backup for him and then it makes you look at what hellebuck has done in winnipeg uh, or john gibson in anaheim um, who've eaten up a substantial
1: number of games. It just makes it even more impressive to just play like that for such a long period. It's just like a very valuable... I mean, this is one of the reasons why, like, I was just looking at this, but like, even on the skater side, like, why somebody like, I think since 2007, like, you know, Ryan Suter is like one of the top defensemen, you know, same with Doughty, is because they just play a ton of minutes, and they were really, they were good. I mean, they weren't like, maybe, there were seasons where Suter was, you know, was probably Norris level, and Doughty, I mean, he was earlier in his career, definitely that, but... They also play a ton of minutes. And because of the way that this works, is that you are, if you play average or above average and you play more than everyone else, like that's more value you're adding for your team. Um, it's kind of a similar thing for like why I would argue like Drysidle, too, is a player who plays like absurd amounts of minutes as a forward um, or like Edmonton players, too. Like, I mean, McDavid and Drysidle. And so not only are they good, but they're also able to play a ton of minutes without being really injured. And I would say like the flip side is somebody like, say, I don't know, Ryan Ellis comes to mind, but also like Jared Spurgeon, who are very, very good defensemen or good skaters, but they usually play, say, you know, Spurgeon tends to play about 15 or 20 games less than a full season every year because he's just a little bit more prone to injury. And then that you bake that in as a value measurement, which is the difference between, say, something like a rate stat that would be looking at that kind of context removed. It's still a valuable thing, like you were saying, Sean, to have a, a skater or goalie who's able to consistently play without kind of getting hurt or missing time. Um, you know, and that's kind of built in. Luke seems like he's ready. Are you ready right, with I whatever you were doing? I did this very quickly. <laughs> very so quickly. I, hey, you can see that I wrote about a hundred lines of code right here and just like, <laughs> a little, um, but okay. So somebody, I just want to check this. I just want to make sure that I don't have any like extra weirdness going on, but. Are you not, you're not ready then? So from what I can tell, the, I think this is correct because it's Detroit, Toronto right there. The, um the highest total goals against since 2007-2008 in playoffs and regular season uh, all si- all situations all situations no shootouts uh is detroit toronto and then philly winnipeg in 2011 had a 17 goal game too <laughs> um and I don't know about that game. I could go research it, but I've been spending way too much time doing this already. <laughs> so now let me just do a little quick rig up a difference between goals against and expected goals. Well, you probably don't want to look at that for all situations, though, because of empty net, right? You probably want to just do. Yeah, this is from our summed data. Oh, so I see. this is. Uh, it's already compiled, so I'm not doing it from. Um... But does it include empty net shots, is what I'm saying? Oh, goddammit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh... It does. It it's, doesn't. It's but yeah, because that's what we're doing. We're lo- we're looking at total okay, goals. That's fine. You have it. Re- you have it up. You have it queued up. I have it queued up. All right. Difference is. Hold on. Oh, okay. Well, this is in the other direction. I'm we'll going to edit in that. a drum roll. Yeah. So Toronto. Uh. Um. Okay. Well, that's an error. That's a bad game. That's from 2007, 2008. That's from the first season. We're live. Streaming. We're not going to. We're <laughs> live streaming. Um. So yeah, in case people. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll have to fix that later. Uh, <laughs> so the difference we had this is unadjusted. I just did just raw XGA and goals against. The by far, I mean, it's yeah, about two goal difference. The Detroit-Toronto difference. There was 17 goals scored on 5.62 XG against. So bad. Um, and the next worst game was uh, Columbus on still laughing. versus Calgary. <laughs> What? What did I do? I you're I just, you're just you rambling on, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> the next worst game was Columbus. No, Calgary at Columbus, uh, December fourth, twenty eighteen. There were 15 goals scored on 5.64 xga, which is a difference of 9.3. So the Toronto Detroit game was two goals net diff worse than the last one. W- and this is game. since 2007, right? This is t- since 2007, that so, was histo- a historical game. Sean, I don't think you understand how historical that Red Wings Leafs game was. Yes, t- and terrible. And in the time. other direction, we have. Oh Lundqvist yeah, I... is in both of these games. Okay, so the best tandem goaltenders was on uh January twelfth, twenty ten, New York, uh or New Jersey at New York Rangers, Brodeur and Lundquist. That's the best <laughs> goalie tandem. I mean that seems about yeah, right. I like, got uh, opposing. And then the next one is Lundquist and Schneider. Hold on, how many saves? How many goals saved above was the- were those? Uh wait, so the-
0: they were both against the Devils?
1: No, it was They're both Schneider Rangers- with Devils? Vancouver. It was All with right. Corey Schneider when he was with Vancouver. Um But the first game was 9.1 XGA combined and no goals against. Wow. Um, Were they both
0: at Madison Square? Uh, Yeah, they were. Yeah, so that would be... So that's probably a little
1: bit of a, you know, when you get down to here. But, okay, third one, we'll ignore those ones because whatever, Madison Square Garden. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I would say, like, Lundqvist uh, Brodeur, right? Like that seems like... And nobody's going to, you know, anybody going to complain about that being the best? I don't know. Anyway, third one. okay last one we spent a lot of time in this was <laughs> april twenty seventh, 2021 detroit at columbus uh merz lincoln's versus grice and that was um zero goals against on 8.2 XGA. oh i remember that i remember that game yeah it was just like yeah crazy gold of course
0: you would just remember that game yeah
1: yeah the wild were in there for a couple of them i think this year anyway when i was looking we at camp talbot no, it, I actually don't know. I Well, I just did this year because Luke, Luke was being a try-hard, and he wanted to do every single year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the, just did a, I did a, rigged up a couple joins to do the combined goalies. So, man, Bobrovsky's on here a couple times in the other direction. But, yeah. Anyway, that Detroit-Toronto uh, game, real bad, goaltending. You no, uh, just yeah. spent
0: 50 minutes on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Detroit, on the flip side, though, what I was going to say – the flip side was the Wild – and I we watched this game um, at least this season on February 14th of 2022. So, like, oh, was that two weeks ago? The Wild and the Red Wings played, and they had the lowest combined XG. They put together – I I yeah. watched
0: that game while I was yeah. in the
1: press box. Matt <laughs> Boldy had – was it four goals that night? I don't remember. Uh, it, he didn't have four goals, did he? Were we out of town? No, we watched it. He had three it. or four. He had
0: a hat trick. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Hatcher game. Yeah, but yeah.
1: the overall total XG from both teams was like really, really low. At least even strength. So anyway, this is a very long segment on. Yeah, uh, just thanks wonky. for stalling, guys. Yeah, for f- I an, an for hour. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we've we been stalling about for goaltending even, which I know, is very impressive which we never do. Yeah. Okay, what else were we? What do we talk move about? on to after that? We already we talked about goaltending. We, we talked could... We were talking about. um... I overheard you guys talking about uh stamina or oh, that's fatigue. Right. Yeah, I mean which well, we were just seems... talking about value added from time of play, which is an aspect I think that is important to remind yeah. people is that players who can play consistently are valuable. Yeah, I, I caught that. But I, they also I, can you know, be va- they can also be players who consistently play and are not good. Are, but that's not really on the player, that's more on the organization that's icing them and playing them in that much, you know. Yeah. So it kind of I mean goes that's the other always way.
0: been the weird thing when you look at like the bottom of a guard chart or X yeah. chart, right? That it's you know it kind of pun it can punish you the same way. So like I don't know. It's like a catch twenty two with things. Like I like a Ben Sherrat as an example comes to mind for me where like we look at him he's like towards the way bottom of these charts. And one, I just don't think he's as bad as maybe that appears to be. Like, I don't know. I The way I see Ben is like is probably like a bottom pair defenseman, like whatever, like I'll throw him in the bottom. I, just, I don't think he's like a top pair. But he's a guy that, that can be iced out for a lot of minutes, and he's pretty durable. And so there's like yeah. a value to that. But because he's below average, or in this case, like below replacement level by the model, it just like absolutely destroys him. I don't yeah. think he's... As bad. Well, that, that's I... kind
1: of where it comes to with like we talked about with coaching, right? Is that like if coaches and teams are deploying players in a way where like they really shouldn't be, you know, it's like if you t- took, I don't know, I don't want to say like a random AHLer, but it's like the same thing. Like if you took a random AHL defenseman and you just put them in top, you said, okay, well, you're going out, you're playing 27 minutes a night on the top pair of the Montreal Canadiens. It's like, I bet we would see similar. Well, I don't know. That's hard to say. But I'm saying it's like if the coach is playing a, a player a lot, like more than they probably should be, then it's kind of, like you said, it's like, well, is it the player? I mean, I don't want to say fault, but it's like if they didn't play them that much, would they be that bad? You yeah, know? well, it's the, it's the classic. Like, I mean, like Risto is another one who played huge minutes in, for the Sabres and was consistently bad like that whole time, you know. And, like, I think that it's just, well there there's there's some wiggle room there was but he was bad for for the sabers but it's at it's also this this goes to the idea of also like deployment or utilization is you know we get this criticism from time to time and it's something that i think stats people have um from they have to like address here and there is like for instance when we say like somebody like I don't know, like like Vince Dunn I think was like a third pair guy for the Blues and our stuff loved him, right? And so like that idea of like if he then all of a sudden became a first pair guy or like vice, you know, like does that change something? And I think that's not really necessarily what we're trying to do, I think. It's not – I think there, there some people feel like there's an implication well, – well, you're kind of trying to, but it's like we well, can't, yeah. we can't, like, we don't have the data to be able to isolate or control for the role, quote unquote, that a player is put in or what they're being asked to do, right? Like, we can't control for if a coach, you know, like, I feel like with Dan Bilesma, they were like talking about how they told, like, there was a story, I remember this was a long time ago, but where I think he with the Sabres, where like they were saying, oh, well, this player's actually better because the coach was telling them to go out and do this thing every time they were on the ice. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, that's just an example. Hypothetically, it could be completely false. I'm not going to say I actually just had this thought pop in my head because I just remember that briefly. But anyway, it's mostly what I'm saying is that we can't really, like, control for those factors. Like, if there's something where a player is being put in a position that they're not, like, like, they just inherently aren't very good at that and the coaching staff or whatever hasn't identified... You know, I mean we can't control for that, I guess, is kind of what I'm saying. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. But Sean, you <laughs> well, seem like you wanna you want to yeah, I mean I, I don't me. think
0: the I don't think the goal of these metrics necessarily is to measure like or or you don't place people in roles. Like that's just not the target variable. Yeah, yeah. we're talking no. about target variables in the classroom series. Like yeah. the target is to be able to uh, just measure player's impact.
1: Yes. right? Given and yeah. yeah
0: so that's not role Dependent, but that's not necessarily. You're not trying to predict a role either, and so well, like, has yeah. done yeah. as an example. You know, you can understand it when you watch him play. That there's just times where he just makes very. I don't know how, how to say it otherwise. And it, I don't. Ha, I don't know how to say it nicer than just saying like he makes a dumb play every now and then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But who? And does, so coach. A coach you know? a, who a does, coach it, does yeah. not want to put him out for more and more minutes against like tougher competition because he's just going to make more dumb plays just as a frequency and against possibly better players. Yeah. But you know, with his more limited time, then he's extremely effective in that time. So yeah. I, I don't think you ever like go, this is like his wrap chart. Like at his wrap him chart. He's clearly like a top pairing defenseman because like, again, it's like the roles aren't necessarily. It's he's really he has a really positive impact on the game when yeah, he's yeah. on the ice. Like, and and this, kind of is like kind of, this is
1: kind of this is kind of what goes back to like we've talked about many times about like how top line how how bottom pair or bottom line forwards can't win the selkie, which is like comes into this, which is Vince Dunn is doing really well in the role that he's or he had been, or a player like Valeriy Chushkin is doing extremely well in the role that they've been assigned. And I don't know why they should not be able to, like, be get accolades or be award, rewarded for the role, like, performing extremely well in the role that well, they've been assigned. And, and what always comes up there is people argue that they're not playing against the toughest players, which I would argue that that's – we talked about this before, but, like, in reality they are still. I mean, like, they're, they're playing against a lot of different players, like, just as much as any other player on the top line because, like, you just end up – I mean, that's just how it works. So it's more – I mean, again, I, I don't know, I feel like we're – Get in territory we already, we've already covered, but it's it's more, I would say more, not impressive, but more often than not, a third-pair defenseman, a third, fourth-line skater is playing with much worse teammates than the first pair, first, you know, line players as well. So I think the one thing, though, is that it's, I think some people assume that, like, oh, this, they should translate, and I think we could probably be clear about that, but it's more like you would need something else to, to, to like, try and, it would be almost a predictive model that would look at a player given their current role and say, OK, if they went into this other role, how do we think they would do there? Which is a separate idea than these metrics essentially evaluating how a player is currently doing or has done in the role they've been given. So it's a different thing there, I suppose. And I think some of like
0: role selection is kind of qualitative and theoretical and yeah, yeah. prone to cognitive bias as well. Right. Yeah, the and coaches. it would be – yeah. Coaches are really risk-averse, as an example. So, like, a Vince Dunn, who will make the occasional really bad turnover. Like, the coach is not going to trust him as much as a, um, like, a Jeremy Lozon, who's, like, a stay-at-home defenseman who's bad at most aspects of the game, but, like, won't make <laughs> yeah. those yeah. stupid yeah. Or, plays, maybe.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I think the other thing is, um, is also kind of to just say is, like, if we were to try to account for these things, I think it kind of potentially could get into subjective territory where we're kind yeah. of – we would have to be defining what the roles are and we would have to somehow come up with these, like, you know, this this type of like, Oh, well the, the coach is saying, and we don't, you know, we don't know what the systems are. Like we don't have data on that. I don't think we would ever have data on like the, Oh, this, this is the team's system. Like, that's just not something that we ever will ever have. One thing would be really interesting to look at and we should do this Luke, or maybe do this now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> is to look at say like year over year change in time on ice per game for players. Yeah, and I've so, meant to look at this like before. so if you say like take a player, I'm trying to think of a player who like this year has got a, elevated a, to up a really much. high like I don't know Manjiupani maybe or somebody like you know who went from like playing, who, i it's right there. I'm thinking of a player who's all of a, who's been oh you know what I have we have Michael a, Bunting yeah, Bunting. Maybe, yeah that's Bung, a good Bunting's example. Bunting's a good example, but uh, essentially looking at players in terms of where they change. So if they say they they've increased their time on ice per game. By like four minutes or five minutes, you could maybe a, 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 imply a certain like you know added responsibility or added you know maybe they've been bumped up to the first line or second line, and seeing how that kind of the correlation between those changes in time per game played year over year and their actual results, if there is any kind of signal there, or if it is essentially is saying no, they're not you know here. Well, and I would I would be I would be very surprised if there was any correlation between like say change in I don't know RAPM Corsi differential. Per sixty, and if you did compared that with change in average time on ice per game played from one season to the next, if there was any like correlation, positive or negative, I think that would be interesting. And if there wasn't any correlation, that would also be interesting. And I've kind of wanted to look at that before, where it's like because it's like say like for instance if a player gets more ice time in the season and their wrap em, or whatever metric you want, like gar or X or whatever that like goes up on, and there's a small, you know, positive trend line there. That would be really interesting. And in the opposite direction would be also be interesting because if they, their time on ice went up, but their wrap em results, their differential went down on average, that would be, but I don't know. I, I would guess it's just mostly noise, but I don't know. Yeah. I was just looking at, uh, um, our fantasy projections, because I do have average time on ice in there. And currently this year, uh, the leading, the, let's see, the biggest over uh, I don't know, this would be players who are playing more per game than we projected them to, like just in our fantasy projections. And it's, uh, is it Martin Frick? Is it FRK? Is that how you pronounce it? I have thought that's, that's correct. Is it not? I do you know who that is? I don't,
0: I don't really know, to be honest with you. Okay. I know he has a wicked hard shot. That's yeah,
1: so know. he's playing about almost seven minutes more a game this year than he was last year. Um, <laughs> really? But I think this is a gameplay thing. I think he's down. I don't think he's played a lot this year. Um, let me see. Oh, he didn't – Wait. Never mind. D- disregard. I disregard. I d- edit. This is. Yeah, we're, this. we're doing a lot of dead work on the fly under pressure here. This so. is a, a note. We we said this, and we're probably at a time to take a break here. uh yeah, I was going to say Luke is sweating from the our scripts. <laughs> from yeah, just how fast my fingers are on fire. Anyway, how fast that- I had to live code. I'm going right. to edit out. If you hear this, I forgot to edit out. I'm editing out that Martin Frick or whatever the you not editing it out. my my point though <laughs> is there it, it would be interesting to do like if somebody out there wants to take a look at this and see like the change in time on ice per gameplay year over year and how that impacts results i think that'd be an interesting thing to look at but we should head to break because we we're the next segment we're going to do luke did prepare for i think yeah i, I doubt mean that. I, <laughs> I prepared when we were supposed to start recording this so yeah that's what caused us a half hour yeah. delay well, so let's take a break
0: yeah we'll have thank you for leading this in but uh we'll have our sponsor give their message that they paid a lot of money for and we will be back after this break
1: the evolving hockey podcast is brought to you by evolvinghockey.com your home for advanced nhl statistics on the web when you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber.
0: Welcome back. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Uh, Luke has actually prepared for this segment, which is a miracle. So, if you're <laughs> not in a public place, please clap. If you're in a public place, still clap. I guess and people will ask you what you're doing. So, thank you, Sean. Luke, what do you have for us for this segment? Well, this is Josh's idea. Yeah, let me let me do the Let yeah. me. He delegated to me.
1: I said, Luke, do this. Oh uh, yeah. no, I didn't. I. That's what normally happens. So we're. It is February 27th. <laughs> the recording is about to be March. We are two thirds of the way through the NHL season, and I thought it'd be interesting to look at, uh, or to have Luke look at, I guess, uh, <laughs> um, to do a bit of a, uh, a 2021 um, free agency kind of overview. Just looking back at, you know, the contracts that were signed, the big ones, whatever, and then look at um, both RFA's and UFA's, but just kind of more, a little bit more on the UFA side, and look at like kind of which contracts ended up uh, panning out, which ones we thought uh, would be good value, which I have pulled up are the article that we did kind of an evaluation, I think it was in like, was it August? Let me pull it up. Anyway, so I figured it'd be fun to just go back and look at from like, say, July 1st until right before the season started in this last off season. You know, what were the good signings? What were the big contracts and how did they turn out? So I turn it over to Luke, all the work that he's done. Oh, so much work. <laughs> um, Yeah, so I just, yeah, like Josh said, I just filtered to contracts that were signed starting with free agency, which was... Well, I guess Juan was it not July first? So it, it started the twenty eighth. The twenty eighth. Well, I, the filter kinda, started the twi- I was thinking just kind of keep it the same time frame of like a normal free agency because they're, I don't know, like the I guess it'd be the extensions that were signed in July, but it yeah. kind of makes sense. To was go it back the twenty eighth, right? Let me just update this. <laughs> Let's see how many. I don't even know how many that is going to impact. I don't think it's going to impact that many. Um, all right, so. Uh Sean, I mean I already made you guess before we started recording, but the the top contract the, the top performance this season um for a player that signed during that period is Kel McCarr, Um you know, one of the Norris front runners right now which is probably, you know, I don't think surprising at all. So remind um, people what the contract was, Luke, right? Let's get some contract details in. Oh, here. hold on, actually, no, because McCarr, <laughs> did he fall out of that? When did his contract get signed? Oh, I didn't prepare. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is
0: Josh's fault because Josh said Canada Day to Yeah, October he signed
1: 10. the 24th of July. Is it an extension? It must um, have been. Well, he was an RFA. Like, yeah. No, so, I mean, I could get that in here. Again, I want to – or I didn't say this. This is – Contract data per our great, okay. wonderful friends well, at CapFriendly. Well, let's Cap go. Let, let's go but, with the, starting at the twenty eighth. The people that theoretically yeah. hit the market.
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, you didn't tell me. Okay, hold on. Oh no! All right, a, Sean, let's stall again. All right. So, I don't know how to stall, stall. Thank Cap I was trying to, to thank Cap friendly because they're incredible and they I'm are great. So rudely interrupted. Okay. So this is um now you get to guess because you got the first one already even though technically kel mccarr signed before free agency started so take if you could take a guess the top performance and this is i'm using the same just crude method that we do for our awards picks which is an average of our uh, spar and x-bar the two different models it's a straight average here probably could be weighted a little bit more towards x-bar given but it, um anyway so take a guess sean well, now like I have to. Try- I also had to balance who was. So you didn't do any work either. You have no <laughs>
0: prep either. No, well, <laughs> this wasn't really. This is said to me like a few minutes prior
1: to us starting. Yeah. Just I'm gonna to go. Clear, yeah, I tried to. I tried to do a little bit of planning on this part, and we're falling apart here.
0: I'm gonna but- go with. I'm trying to. add to balance so
1: many things. Michael Bunting. Yeah, there it is. The Toronto Maple Leafs star forward Michael Bunting, the best Calder, player on the Calder Leafs. front <laughs> <laughs> He actually is at this point, though he should be. Yeah, he is. Here's the thing: I don't know if he actually will, because I think there will be a lot of people who are like, "Well, he he's like what 26." So, gonna... just to clarify, look, you're you're. This is just total. This is just this like guard. This season, this isn't yes. like value per dollar or whatever. No, 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 no. This okay. isn't value per dollar. I mean, I could do that too, but this is a just. Yeah, total straight this value. season, average straight value added in the time that they've, you know, played. Really? So he's higher than, I guess he is, I, I did he is climbing the Gar and X-Gar leaderboards, Bunting is, mm-hmm. um, which seems kind of like a bit of the, uh, I don't know, what's a good comparison? William Carlson going to Vegas or something, like just kind of out of nowhere, like randomly. Yeah, Bunting has been pretty, I don't know. You're the Leafs fan, Sean. Did people, anyone anticipate... We're going to start getting flack for how yeah, much we so, talk about the Leafs on here, though. So,
0: well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it maybe back to Bruins. My my friend Connor, who writes for the Bruins, before he signed anybody, was really vouching for the Bruins to sign Michael Bunting. And I think many people, for whatever reason, were really high on Michael Bunting. And uh, his specific tweet, I again, I'd have to go back and look at it, but it was to the... Um, uh, tune of something like signing Barkley, tired signing Barkley Goudreau for you know four and a half million dollars, wired sign Michael Bunting for a million dollars in profit. And <laughs>
1: that tweet has aged extremely well. Yes, we it has because he has performed extremely well. And you wonder, Josh, why we're talking about the Leafs so much? It's because we have two players of them in like our award in like top awards it is true. leaders. So, yeah, if it was the Oilers, we'd be talking about the Oilers a lot. If it was the Canucks, we'd be talking about the Canucks a lot. So Jets, you know, all the Canadian teams, we'd be talking about yeah, them. That is true. <laughs> we had just just for, uh, I guess, for what's trans uh, transparency the word? I don't know. For our GAR projections, we had Bonteen projected at 2.2 GAR uh, this season, uh, <laughs> which is another We're thing. a little under that. Uh, but, yeah, but it was also, a lot of that is his time and ice, so we only projected him to play, like, 700 minutes this year, so he's higher, he, I think he's, like, top 250 in gar per 60 or something.
0: Right, like, you didn't have many minutes to go off of there, no, and, like, no. you could understand, and that's probably a pretty high projection, given, like, what his
1: yeah cr- well, and, pre-
0: previous career was.
1: Yeah, well, I would say, like, that's a, you know, that's a, if you can get a player like that for, I don't even know, what, what is his deal with the Leafs right now, like, is it a million? I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's something like that. I have. Well, I like have that's a really. the data right here. Even if He's you get a player, right it's one point nine million for two years. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Luke could maybe. A-A-B? Really quick. That's cap hit. He's a one point yeah. nine cap hit. I mean, unless I did something wrong. I don't know, <laughs> it just sounds kind of high. <laughs> Well, it, I guess well, not. just double check. We'll go to Captain yeah. Lee. All I was saying, and Luke, while I'm talking, you should get value per dollar if you can. Hold on. But, <laughs> well, there's, again, well, not to, like, go way off the rails, but there's, like... Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's total for the contract. So, that it's nine I'm sorry. I have it in, that's in what I total. So yeah, if, if you could... But profit. here's the thing, though. Like, what I was going to yeah. say, though, if, like, a player in our... We will probably cover this again down the line, and I think we've already covered it. Our guard projection system is pretty um, – it's hard to predict value like in terms of the guard projection, so the, the tails are really shrunk in because of the way the – Uncertainty as year over year, so two point two gar actually is like you know like that's that's a pretty good. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's it's above average. I would, or maybe right around average. Actually, is probably where two point two comes in for forwards. So it's like if you get, I don't know, if you can get an average forward for under a million a year, like that's a great deal for a team. It's nine. It's nine fifty. That's I should have. I need to you know carry the zero there um but so okay that's enough bunting talk oh sorry sean did you want to say something i was gonna say something to josh but we we could just go we could just go with this because i was gonna say i had a i'm going back through our um the free agency review article that i uh i wrote up august 5th from last season and i have both the projected guard but then also like the best value players like in terms of the players that Teams got the best value compared to their contract compared to their projected value, um, and our highest was McCarr, uh, who I guess I considered in August as a free agent signing, which is I guess he's kind of like that. But um, maybe you screwed up the filter. The second, like I did too. the second highest projected player in terms of just overall raw GAR value was Dougie Hamilton. Um, yeah, and that's who, I, I would I would think just because of his injury, I think he was on track to he was having a very good year with New Jersey. Um, I'm, I haven't really looked back in on them because. The de- the Devils have disappointed us so yeah. dramatically. I hate being a Devils fan in, in wonderful fashion <laughs> this season. Uh, you know that it's it's really funny. Just a quick side note: how wrong we were about the Devils and how right we were about the Avalanche so far. Yeah, because people were making fun of us for having the Avalanche at like well, 120 okay. points. okay. Here's my defense of the Devils: is that we were only like four points higher than like the average in terms of projections. Like we were like four or five points higher in our final <laughs> projections on the Devils.
0: And we're also not talking about how people were adjusting their models for like the Islanders, and then they were extremely wrong on that. <laughs> but it goes yeah.
1: it goes both ways, yes. Yeah,
0: I mean the Devils had like extremely bad goaltending as well. Yeah. yeah oh, after the yeah. start it's, of the year,
1: just like <laughs> went it's been, way down. It's been it's terrible. a water slide, just straight down. Yeah. That's what it's been the whole year. But um, anyway, um, we're way off topic. Here. Yeah, we're I talking, know. Let's, let's go to the next bring one. Bring us back on on. All point right, here. I'll give you the next. I'll give you the next four. Oh, let me let me guess. Okay, let's get a couple guesses in here. Uh, yeah. uh No. Landeskog. Did he hit the uh, market theoretically? He, he actually, did, yeah. I think he signed. Did he miss he this He might concept? have signed, I, like, on the 27th. I think he signed yeah. before free agency as well. So he, I consider him. was He was in there before I changed the filter, so I don't think that he <laughs> is technically on this list. Is Hyman up there? No. What? Hyman, really? isn't he bad? I thought he was bad. He's been bad this year. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's been pretty bad with the We're others. I'm pretty sure this year. The only here's a good uh, a good. Uh, There's a couple pretty obvious big signings that happened. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me let me Josh. go. Uh, let me look at who. Oh, wait, big signings? I mean, I was I mean, saying big player signings. Okay. And, and oh, batchkin No. Brady Kachuk. Okay. He hasn't been having the greatest this no. year.
0: Uh, okay. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it to you. We got next season. one in order. I mean, these are all kind of close here, but Tyler Bertuzzi, Brandon Hagel. Those aren't big names. No, but then Barkov, oh, Alexander Barkov. Barkov, and Kirill Kaprizov. Well, Barkov signed... Kaprizov. Like, Kaprizov, is, yeah. But, but didn't Barkov sign like in-season? What's your end cutoff there? What? It's Barkov, Barkov signed... Barkov. I think you screwed four this up, days. Days. He He scru- signed the 8th. October 8th. Oh, okay. So before the season, that's fine. Yes. Barkov... And, I don't know. Do I need to go double check my work again?
0: Was Barkov not an extension for like the next season? It was for the net. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: This includes extensions. I yeah, but I- like
0: we're talking about an extension. Like you had like the Suzuki extension. I'm sure in this one as well. Like he he wasn't going to be a UFA. This like
1: okay, well, I, you're gonna make me live code more here. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. No. Let's okay. Throw let's Barkov change, out. Change. It's fine. We'll work with it. We're on. We're we're going the live. The segment's here. a mess. No, it's not. It's amazing, Sean. <laughs> this is the best segment we've ever done. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Hagel gonna... Hegel is a really interesting one though, I think. Cause okay. 'cause I've been kind of looking at Hegel just since expansion. Um and he's turned out, you know, much better than I think. Well, I he looked pretty good at by our stuff last summer. So um Bertuzzi is just isn't he been hurt too now? Anyway, Bertuzzi? okay, continue. Continue, Luke. What else are we Okay who but... else are we missing? Okay, well, I just filtered out extensions and we have another one drum roll please sam reinhardt oh yeah okay i should have guessed reinhardt so there if you we go. Want to go
0: really off the rails we can measure my stat from
1: yesterday you sorry you you mumbled oh, the that. icings oh i saw that yeah the icing stat he's been good at forcing icings i don't know how do you interpret that you don't
0: it's just like yeah. a random it's just a stat fun. i sorry. will
1: give we i saw this i saw some comments about this and people were like they track that yeah like what hold, the hold on just like, just to for anyone who doesn't look at our evolving hockey twitter account which you should go and follow it Sean, Sean had good a good tweet he had a good tweet about um Sam Reinhart leads the league to in it yeah just read it to read
0: it okay so uh with Sam Reinhart on the ice at five and five this season the Florida Panthers have iced the puck 30 times while their opponents have iced the puck 63 times that's the highest share of icings uh, for skaters with at least 500 minutes That's sixty-seven point seven four percent.
1: So I will elaborate on this. This was a funny thing when I was making all the original stats, like back in I don't know two and a half years ago. I was like redoing all a lot of our methods, and I I came across this like, hmm, there's a line in the play-by-play data that's icing. It's a stoppage, and then it says icing. (laughs) So I was just like, I think that this should work, and. Yep, sure enough the way it sequences it worked out that you can basically you can tell who was on the ice when a stoppage occurred and then they give you the reason for the stoppage so you can c- calculate icings when a player was on the ice. So that's how that works. And right. it's not like something they track quote unquote, it's something that I I rigged up. Well they they can, do track. Well it. they do track icings, but they don't track like it's not like the, you know, the the people are uh, I can't even think straight. The um, trackers for the NHL are out there recording who was on the ice when an icing happened. It's you have to line the shifts up to get it to work. But
0: and also anyway. for anyone,
1: some some of the the cobwebs in the basement on evolving hockey is if you go to the uh, the skater charts and, the, and then go to skaters for or against. We also have icings in chart form that you can go look at, <laughs> which a lot of people don't know. So you can go see that Sam Reiner is in the upper right in the good the good.
0: The uh, good quarter. quadrant.
1: Uh, and I don't actually know. So, like, what would the other quadrants in an icing uh, for and against plot be? Because it's, like, good, and then I guess it would be who bad. The, give me a bad player example. The worst player is Zach McEwen for Philly, who's played 461 minutes and has a, That's exactly who I would expect. A a someone negative, I don't know who negative 4.3 icings per 60 differential. <laughs> differential. <laughs> <laughs> it's in per 60 form yeah, there? Is that what we did? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh So, Zach McEwen has... Um, has a, a lot of ta- his the the Flyers ice the puck a lot when he is on the ice uh and I guess in the other Nick Schmaltz um is in the far upper left corner which is would be low icings for and so the dull icings this yeah, is no the, icings the, I don't no know there'd icings. be no no icings is yeah. is uh Is Nick Small's? What's in the fun quadrant? The fun quadrant (laughs) is is a lot of Florida and Carolina players. It's or it's all Carolina players. What the hell? That's so silly.
0: Carolina. It's like a system. I mean, it's a systems effect type of thing. But yeah, Carolina like with their high risk. High reward type of yeah. play.
1: Yeah. So um, Vincent Trocheck kind of leads in the fun category. If you think about icings or fun, if you want to watch hockey for <laughs> icings and you love that, you'll see a ton with Carolina. Yeah. You got Trocheck. you got Teravinen, Shea, Pesci. They're all Ian down Cole, there. Nicole, Okay. And then you a- have Seth Jarvis, who is. Up a little higher. He ices the or the he he has a in the positive realm, the good realm of icing. I this is such I can't believe we are now on this. This whole <laughs> segment was supposed to be about free agency, and we're talking about icing. Yeah. Well, we I mean, we can get back to
0: Sam Reinhart, which yeah we can. I think was a very good snag. Can you correct me? He wasn't like traded. He was just a, he went to UFA. He just was not going to re-sign with Buffalo, right? And he just went to um, UFA. Yeah,
1: it's a, or he was an RFA. Was he an RFA and then he got traded? I I believe so. Let me check here. But like uh, they just didn't Denver have Stulls. much leverage,
0: so it like wasn't that bad of a trade.
1: Right. Yeah. Um I uh, transaction. So he okay. was an trade RFA trade history. He was an RFA. Yeah, Buffalo, yeah. Florida acquired Buffalo uh Sam Reinhart for uh 2022 first Uh is that it? just a first? I remember it being kind of absurd because it's not like I mean he's that's it they
0: he they had no leverage basically okay, yeah. was like the thing
1: and he didn't want to sign with with Buffalo was he going to hold out I don't remember the entire I don't entire. know anyway yeah I, it's yeah. but that was a very good thing st- I mean but here's the thing is that a lot of teams I mean if they had the cap space I think Sam Reinhart was always one of those players that I mean I used to he would come up as a really solid forward a lot of the time you know, even before, like, I mean, in the past, he was like a very one of the better Sabres players on a really bad Sabres team, and I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that nobody else tried to up well, I, one up that. But Reinhardt, Reinhardt, also, it's like it wasn't just like, because didn't he get bridged like twice? Like, yeah. So he was, got bridged.
0: Yeah. If you remember, there was a there was a presentation at like Ritzack over it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure do remember. Not. that was. Yeah, yeah he rem- did get bridged twice. No, he got bridged twice. It was just absurd that, like, I mean, I don't know. The Sabres are all, like, it, it's not like the Sabres signing Reinhardt long-term was going to do anything. But that's no. the kind of player that you commit to long-term, and they bridged him twice, and then they traded him. And it's like he's been really good with Florida this year. So, it, it, yeah. And that was under prior, you know, that was, I don't, I actually yeah. don't know or or say weekly sabers talk is uh i'm, I'm not super no oh, yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm not as well uh knowledgeable i don't have as much knowledge on the timeline of their front office uh like the sabers fans like yeah like the sabers fans yeah, know it's, exactly it's very much a part of the yeah. the fandom at this point to uh, Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, Reinhardt, continue, yeah. Sean.
0: I, I mean, I think he's been kind of, like, even given, like, a smaller role in Florida. I think he's playing down on, like, what you would call their third line with, uh, who was it, Vetrano and maybe Lundell? Is that who centers that line? Or is he sounds that right. line? But, like, yeah, he's even been given kind of, like, a little bit of an easy, if you will, role or, or less minutes or whatever
1: down in Florida. Yeah. And
0: He's really succeeding in those, in those minutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's great to see, I think, uh, a player like kind of Reinhardt. I mean, I feel like I've seen his name a lot more this season than uh, Reinhardt Pat. in the past. Yeah. Well, the Sabres I mean, is where every player goes to not be recognized unless you're, <laughs> I guess, Jeff Skinner or Risto or who else? Is, like, and, and, I have Hoso. and wasn't
0: the ironic part, so he was 2014 draft, right? So he, when he was in juniors, I know you guys don't follow juniors at all, like he was kind of like hyped up to be like a first overall pick. Um, he played in the WHL. I don't remember the team though. Was it? Eh, I'm not even gonna try to guess. I'll just embarrass myself. Maybe he uh, played in the WHL. Like in when, was...
1: what year? Uh, he played for the um, the Ice, the Kootenay Ice. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm on cap yep. right now, looking at his junior okay. staff.
0: Well, yeah. So he, <laughs> but he was like hyped up to be like a first overall pick, and then uh, Ekblad had a really good um draft year in the OHL where he played for Barry? Barry Colts, maybe?
1: You're asking us questions, Sean. You know, I know that. I yeah. know that. <laughs> um
0: so Eckblad kind of beat him out to go to Florida, which would have been a much better scenario for Sam Reinhart. And sure enough yeah. he ends up in Florida a few years later anyway with his buddy yeah. Aaron Eckblad.
1: I know. Yeah. Well was that the year that Eckblad went first overall? And well, yes, because yeah, Sam Reinhart went, went second
0: uh right. Yeah. I mean, or, yeah. have it up on – yes. Yeah. He went That's second. What,
1: he went second overall in 2014. So – um, so he had the pedigree. He had the draft pedigree, and I he guess did. people didn't believe in him. Yeah. But... Now now Florida has 2 i well, I'm not three... going to say that. I don't know the situation with the Sabres well enough to to criticize uh, it. I think you can pretty be confident that they, they kind of fumbled Sam Reinhardt in Buffalo. Like, well, yeah, in the past. In the they past. definitely did in anyway, the past. Now he's hearing... playing anyway. on one of the three first lines that Florida has this year, Yes, which is basically their team is just first lines. <laughs> Um anyway. Anyway, okay. we'll move Let's on get back. I'll just do a couple I'm, I'm, more. I'm at steering the top. us back. Yeah. So a couple more of the top. I'll just do Fun. so. Recap, recap where we're at. All right, we got <clears throat> Bunting, Bertuzzi, Hegel, which is very surprising to me. Uh Caprizov, Sam Reinhart, and then just Jordan Cairou, Evan Rodriguez, uh Oliver Shillington. Oh, Rodriguez signed last, last year. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So that was another Sabres player that uh <laughs> 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 is no longer with the sabers a couple because i think Hegel was a sabers former saver too
0: the uh the kairu thomas because i'm sure thomas is like a little bit further down that list Is like really interesting how they bridged as well they're like identical contracts essentially yeah and like i yeah. wonder if that's gonna hurt st louis a couple of years from now or what because i mean kairu's kind of having like this blow-up year and if he Keeps it into his contract year next year. I don't know what the St. Louis situation is, but I don't think it's like pretty.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's for another podcast, at, I think. Yeah, that's for another <laughs> podcast. But, yeah, some other names. I mean, oh, Patterson's kind of turned it around this so far, and there, there's Denno. He's a little bit further down in 15, but okay. Uh, and then we'll go to the opposite side. I don't want to be mean or anything, but. Uh, we gotta highlight the other side because it's. You let know. me guess. Okay, let's guess. I don't think hey, anyone. We should,
0: we should emphasize that this is skaters only. I don't know. Skaters yes, only. Yes, it's yeah.
1: not. Yeah, it would probably be. Let me guess. Grubauer? No, it probably. I mean, I think it. Well, if you compare, I don't know. Gulligar, Grubauer's really turned it around. I mean, he's back to being like pretty solid. Right. Yeah. We already um, talked about we that. We don't need we're to not talking yeah, more about Grubauer. Let me let me take a look. Uh, okay, we're guessing the worst signing. Well, well, I the mean, worst it, performance. Worst performance a, by a signing. It's not like. <laughs> it's like this player is on a very cheap deal, so I will say that it is not someone that you. I guarantee you, you won't guess this. I'm not going to guess it. Is that a challenge? Yeah, yet? it is a challenge. A Keith, you, is it Keith Yandel? No. Is it um? It, that's hmm. the second worst. Zach <laughs> <Kieran>? oh, McEwen. Yes. <laughs> no. Is it uh, uh um? I'm going to need an answer, Josh. I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of players who. Are not on big deals. Who are who have not been particularly great this year? Um, is it uh, Chris Weidman? No. All right, is it guesses Nemeth? are up. Nemeth. That's third worst. Oh, Sean's what? doing good here. Yeah. It is Kale oh. Clegg. Oh, <laughs> I know that for name. Los Angeles. Wow, that's a weird. That's a random. Yeah, it is. He just edges out Yandle.
0: Oh, because his car is so bad. His ex car uh, is not as bad.
1: No, it's not. So yes, his gar, which so, is probably due to some some luck. So going you said Claye, and then he's a little uh, bit bigger. He's a little bit higher up in the in the Metagar. Yeah. So his um, it's Claye, then Yandel, then Nemeth, then Chara, then oh, Nick, should... Nick Richie. Yeah, Richie. <laughs> uh, which, you know, the Leafs, you know, they they give it and they take it away, right. <laughs> we got bunting on one end and Richie on the other. <laughs> I he mean, got, at least they already got rid of him. Did yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, did I miss that? Just was everything a, happens maybe. so much. You missed the the Pizza Hut transaction report. Well, they have the <laughs> now. Oh yeah, that's right. That happened, and I didn't even realize that that was. To speech. be honest Stop. with
0: you, I will. I didn't quite realize it until like it happened at night, and it took me a few hours in the morning to to find out. At about night, it. Sure- all of a
1: sudden, I just saw. Every Leafs fan talking about Lebushka, I was like, Why what what happened? But this was was a good
0: this is a good story where like they trade for the Dzingle too. So it's Disingle and Labushkin, but they're gonna waive Dzingle anyway. At least one of them had to be waived and they had no interest in Dzingle and so Kyle called up Ryan and
1: said I'm (laughs) gonna put you on waivers and too much like The Leafs fandom. The Leafs fandom we we gotta cut it off in the organization is is Starting to we got I, call, to, I generally call player
0: players I know I'm, I'm joking by the first names next but, next episode did, we're not going to talk tell, about the Leafs at all he did tell Ryan that he was going to be put on waivers so that Ryan went like pack his bags and try to go to Florida or anything and then he got picked up by the Sharks yeah
1: so. that's right I I did yeah, read about Florida, it but anyway Florida
0: Toronto Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> I'm
1: ignoring any these yeah, so talk I, from I, here yeah we're we're this. gonna keep steer this back so yeah I think some of the uh underperformances I don't really I mean our friend Jack Johnson's down here. Uh, I don't, that's like a, there's very few constants in hockey, but Jack Johnson being bad is like, that's a, that's a good one. You can, yeah. you could pretty much, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. The Avalanche are just destroying the rest of the West. So it's like, is he even playing like anymore? I know that he was early in the season, but I don't know. He has played 800 minutes this season. Okay. So is, yeah. Yes. He has been playing He's a lot. He is. I don't know what Avalanche, I don't know why uh, they need Jack Right next Johnson. to him is one of our favorites, Victor Mete. Matt's so, yeah. I mean, oh, are that's like a, that's a, we're in like twenty twenty this is out of three hundred sixty four players, by the way. So that's who's the like, right. Who's right in the middle? Who's the most middle of the, the road? Who's the most middle of the road? Um Hyman. I'm gonna guess Hyman is right in the middle. That's probably a good guess. Let's see, I'll pick one up. Um Tyson Berry. Oh Berry okay, that was okay. Uh that's a good one, right in the middle. Uh Tyler Ennis. Ennis. <laughs> There's another one. Who's Ennis playing for this year? He is Ottawa. playing for. Is he still in Ottawa? I think so. Yeah, I think I think I saw. Yeah, he's in Ottawa. Okay, he signed for nine hundred thousand as a. So probably the better way to do it now would be to to do value per a dollar, but we don't have time for that. We also don't I mean, want that's... to make Luke to. It's just one line and a mutate. Well, so yeah, I think $1. you
0: really want like go for like like I so. <laughs> I just don't think like the matching it up, it, it like totally works out because I think there's other factors that. Come into this, like you kind of want more of like an ROI type of. Yeah, I know this here. is just
1: this is just real simple. I know that this is real <laughs> simple. It took Luke forty minutes. <laughs> oh, there's bunting again. <laughs> <laughs> He's way up at the top. Oh, I did this wrong. Hold on. Oh, my I need God. to do what is it? Cap hit divided by spar. Is that what it is? I, uh, isn't it spar divided by cap hit? Well, yeah. Either that, one, it gets you the same thing. It's just super. I know, I know. Sean, start just... up our Twitch stream and we can do this on we can do this live yeah. and you can see Luke's screen. This is what everyone wants, is to watch Luke fumble around <laughs> in our studio. <laughs> What the hell? That didn't do that. That didn't work. <laughs> All right, little... we're going to skip that. <laughs> I don't Six have... It really... The first segment of this podcast really wore me down because I was, like, <laughs> trying to code as fast as I possibly could while trying to listen to you two <laughs> and, like, try to, like, make it seem like I was... And so my brain just is, like, mush right now. i am just been doing... But anyway, thank anyway, you. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening yes. for our 2021 Free Agency Recap. Yeah. So we had a great time. We covered everything. We are very... Bunting for Calder. Bunting for... Well... I don't know. Lundell is kind of getting on. He's moving up there, too. Yeah. I, was I, feel like, I feel like if, if the season ends and, like, I mean, we don't have Morris Sider at the top, like, we're going to get a lot of really, really mad Red I mean, Wings well, fans. In if our Boldy team. keeps playing, Boldy is yeah. your pick. That's just that's yeah. who it's going to be, I think. Well, probably not. I, I don't know. I, mean, I think been... Boldy is one the... of the more impressive. I mean, honestly, I think there's some great storylines. Like, Michael Bunting is, like, a really solid player for the Leafs is a great storyline. Matt Boldy being, like, really good out of, like, I know that he was like a you know he's like a somewhat high over like I think he was what, eight no he was twelfth overall I think. That sounds right. I don't know. I don't remember. But like he's just been so good for Minnesota this year. Yeah, which is nuts. When was the last time the Wild had a, a high draft pick like or a draft pick that I mean, in Brodine? The, yeah. Okay, Brodine. But that was that's Dumba. like ten years ago. I mean, yeah, but whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. But anyway, anyway, I think I feel like the Calder class. Have I? I feel like I probably just haven't seen this, but I, I this Calder class seemed, to me seems like. One of the best in recent memory. I mean, when was the most recent? Like, when was the caller class that was as good as the current rookies right now in the league? Like, in the last 10 years? I can't think of a year. 2016. Do you want me to live code it up right now? No, please don't. (laughs) No, I I mean, I I would assume that that would have been 2016.
0: There's quite a few good young and older rookies that year. You had (laughs) had Matthews, you had Matthews, Lion A. Dubois, Worenski, uh, whatever we went over this like one one time. Like 2016 was a good Calder class.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think the I think the Calder last is... year with Kaprizov and Jason Robertson. Yeah. That was a good... <laughs> robbed of the Calder, Jason robbed. Robertson. Anyway, man, he robbed. is having some kind of season too. That line in Dallas. Yes. But anyway, despite those terrible jerseys, I know they are those playing hideous, cursed neon jerseys. <laughs> the ne- those are easily the worst jerseys in the league. I think the neon yeah. jerseys for st- for the Stars. I don't know. The ducks jerseys are pretty bad, just in general. But sorry, ducks fans, I just do not like. (laughs) Okay, this is also a whole other episode. Yeah, Sean, end this for us, please. End it. So ducks uh, need to come back to the Mighty Ducks jerseys. That's what they really need to do. I'm I'm sorry
0: sorry. that you made it through another episode here. (laughs) The absolute chaos. Uh, But we're really glad that you tuned in and you listened to us. And I'm actually quite shocked. So uh, we have our glossary (laughs) series coming out. Uh, Where you guys gonna release it on like maybe Wednesday that we Wednesday recorded or Thursday yeah, last probably. week, and um, we'll be back with another exciting chaotic episode next week. Hopefully,
1: it's a great time. Yeah, as thanks, as Sean. Thanks, 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 Sean. Thanks,
0: Sean.